OTB Sports Rugby. He was trying so hard. Every kick off the boot, it was like he had no timing in the world. It was They were just like dead ducks flying across the air. And... Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball, daily. Yeah, it's championship time uh, in the NFL and uh, it's been a compelling season. So much going on. We have uh, Tara Sullivan of the Boston Globe coming on uh, very shortly and Willow Callan's in studio. So we're going to go through uh, the big two games and really, really fascinating clashes. A lot has been going on uh, in recent weeks in terms of Patrick Mahomes, his injury and so on and so forth. But he has been in many ways, uh, and I'll put this to Tara now shortly, usurped in the narrative by another quarterback. And I will just read uh, this little start of uh, an article on NBC, uh, Tara. Nearly every team in the NFL passed on selecting Brock Purdy in the 2022 NFL draft, except one, of course, before Purdy was selected by the 49ers as Mr. Irrelevant. And Tara will explain what Mr. Irrelevant is with the number 262 pick. The former Iowa State quarterback once was an afterthought for most teams in the draft. The Athletics' Bruce Feldman uh, reviewed a pre-draft scouting report from one NFL team that, after concluding its evaluation last spring, gave Purdy a two-worded final draft grade. No interest. Discuss, Tara. <laughs> well, Mr. Irrelevant in uh, in American sports circles is the, the very last pick of the overall NFL draft, and they've sort of turned it into something in recent years, you know, the kind of peculiar honor. Because if you're not drafted, sometimes you'd prefer in that instance to not be drafted because if you're that close to being drafted, you're likely to get signed as a free agent and then you have the pick of your teams, whereas obviously if you're drafted, you have to go where you're picked. But it seems it's worked out well for Purdy. One thing I'll say that's so interesting is even as you said Mahomes has been usurped somewhat and you introed that segment – my first thought was actually Joe Burrow, yeah, who is yeah. the quarterback he's going <laughs> to face, right? And and then when you said Purdy, I was like, oh, yeah, in the national conversation, Purdy is like the new Tom Brady, right? Like everybody's like, is this the guy he's going to, you know, he's a rookie and, a, and a, such a low draft pick. So, you know, and then you throw in Jalen Hurts. I mean, with Philly, there's, there's some great stories um, in each of the quarterbacks in these games. The, the beauty of this as well, I, I had to look up the um, – the, Mr. Inc- uh, the, sorry, Mr. Relevant. Um, it was a yeah. former 49s receiver, Will, um, Paul Salata, who brought this in in 1976. He only passed away age 94 in 2021 wow. and has become a bit of a cause celebre, Will, which is, uh, yeah. I-, I love this story. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, He's a good franchise history here, isn't he? Yeah, and yeah. like so, what was this? Um, was this kind of totally out of the blue? Like this, this resurgence, and what? Like, when I, I guess, when I was kind of uh, growing up in the NFL, the we had the Jerry Rice days, and the 49ers were a big team. Atari, yeah. this is a long time ago. They're nearly thirty years without a Super Bowl. Without a Super Bowl, but they have gotten there. So you know, Jimmy Garoppolo took them to one. Of course, Colin Kaepernick mm. took them to one. They haven't won one. They've still been. You know, they still they're still always in that conversation. They've never sort of hit the skids like, you know, like the Jets or even the Bengals, you know, who are there now or, you know, some of the the Cleveland Browns or something like I wouldn't put them in that category. But because it's a franchise with such a stellar championship history, um, much like the Cowboys, you know, who who Mm. can't seem to get past their current drought, um, the 49ers are, you know, very, very kind of. of the belief that they deserve to win championships, you know, that they're the type of franchise that should. And what I'll say is Kyle Shanahan really has proved himself um, an excellent coach to have maneuvered this season the way he has with all the changes at quarterback on that team and ultimately now with, with Purdy leading the way. I think you have to give the coach a lot of credit in this instance. 
Tara, what did you make of Purdy's performance last weekend? Like, he's still relatively new to playoffs football. He's got six months effectively into his career now as yeah. a first-choice quarterback. I thought at times he looked a little bit nervy. That was a very nervy kind of game against the Cowboys last weekend anyway. But as the game tended to go on, I thought he played better in the second half than the first half. Yeah, I would agree completely with you. And I think there was some of that to be expected, right? Like, it is a different... It's interesting, like, um, you know, I covered the Giants for a long time, who, of course, lost their playoff game last weekend. But they have a quarterback in Daniel Jones, who was in his first quarterback run or first playoff run as a starter. And even though he'd been in the league a couple of years, he reached out to Eli Manning to kind of just ask him, like, what is different? And Eli, you know, told him the game, of course, is the same, but it does. Everything just does feel a little bit faster. Right. Like the crowds are a little more intense. The the pace just seems to pick up a little bit. And I think with Purdy. All credit to him because he didn't get swamped by it early. And I think that's the mark of somebody, you know, I do think of Burrow a lot, who I I personally is probably the guy I would take of the four if, if you were asking me to start a team. Um, that that ability to kind of withstand some of those waves and be that, in, you know, in Burrow's case, they call him Joe Cool. But in Purdy's case, too, he seems to have some of that natural calmness about him um, that allows you to kind of stick in a game. Just on the Niners as well, that it was a 91-yard winning drive. That George Kittle, like, when you, when you catch a ball like that, do you start to think, right, this is actually our year? <laughs> You're right, you know. I, it's funny because many of the playoff rain runs that I've covered through the years, I can think of Julian Edelman, you know, scooping one up right off the ground when the when the Pats came back against the Falcons. And, of course, David Tyree catching one off his helmet for the Giants. You feel like sometimes if you get that little dose of magic – it's what you remember. It's no guarantee, but that sure was um, circus-like and, and very impressive concentration, both mentally for the concentration and physically for the ability to do it. And you do wonder, hey, you know, maybe there's something cooking here. Looking forward to this NFC Championship game then on Sunday. The Philadelphia Eagles, very impressive, I thought, early on yeah. the season. They went a really good run. Then people may be wondering, is there enough balance across the team? But I thought, again, you mentioned their game against the Giants last week. They were probably the most comfortable winners of last weekend. Very, very impressive performance from Philly. Yes, they were the most comfortable. It's a great way to put it. Um, they're a little healthier. You know, that again, there's questions here, right? Like we didn't bring up Mahomes yet and how it's his ankle and, and Jalen Hurts obviously when the Phillies kind of hit the skid I mean when the <laughs> the Eagles I mixed up my sports there, when the Eagles kind of hit the skids <laughs> a little bit, um, it was because Jalen Hurts was hurt. So um I do think in the case of playing the Giants, I think the fact that that's a divisional opponent that they know so well, they really specifically matched up well in that game. And we had you could kind of have seen it in the previous matchups. So not quite as shocking that they won that one pretty handily. Um, how the matchups work up this weekend, you know, Nick Bose is really tough. Like with the, So I think, you know, they certainly have a great chance. I, I picked them preseason to be in the Super Bowl. So I kind of stuck with that pick this week, but but I I could absolutely see this game going either way. It's funny, it's funny, Tara. You you you're hitting the skids there. I was uh, we were on a the Saturday show, the football Saturday recently, and we were going on about really crap football cliches. And then um, this guy like he took a little segment of it and fast forwarded a few minutes later to where I started on about horse racing and how a horse down tools. And I was just like, well, you've just made an absolute show yourself there. You've literally, <laughs> as a journalist, Tara, it is very hard not to engage in cliches every so often. We have to. I mean, it's sports. You know, it has a language all its own. So it's OK. And so many of them 
come from sports, right? Like they do. spitting a bit or something. Like they come from sports. Hail Mary. We help ourselves sometimes. It's all right. And so if there were a Hail Mary in this game, how do you call it actually? Say that one more time. I lost it, it the Hail Mary, of course. Hail Mary has been, you know, transposed into being this amazing term, like a true Hail Mary and the Hail Mary pass come in. Who's gonna win between um let's start with let's let's actually stick with the Eagles 49ers. How do you call it? Well, I'm going to stick with my Eagles pick, I think, because um, I went with them preseason. But like I said, so I'm going to go with the Eagles, but in a very close game. How do you think? I think it's going to be a very different game to when we had Hertz up against his now opponent in the NFL in Purdy when they played college football against her in 2019. I think that game mm. ended up a nearly 100-point game back in 2019, wow. and both guys had not just really good passing stats, but really good running stats that day as well. Wow. I think it's going to be a much more lower-scoring game uh, flash forward to the NFL in 2023. I do fancy the Eagles to go through. I think they've been very impressive all year, but I definitely wouldn't rule out the 49ers. I actually thought the 49ers did a really good job particularly defensively against the Cowboys last weekend and like Tara I kind of get a feeling with the Cowboys they're America's team they've been down for a little while Mm. but this year has to be encouraging going to next year for the Cowboys as well I think they'll be happy enough albeit they ended up a couple of games short I think they've had a decent season here I don't know. I, I, I probably would respectfully disagree. I think the frustration level, the crazy owner, the pressure he puts on, um, they just seem to wilt in the biggest moments because I think now it's become this massive elephant, you know, of try, there you go. I'll use a cliche, an elephant in the room um, of trying to just uh, win another championship. And I'm just not sure like those plays down the end for two years in a row now, like they just lost their minds at the end of a playoff game. So Mm. I don't know, like that core has been there long enough without, they've just haven't been to even a divisional, you know, to a conference championship game in so long. So I'm not as much a believer in you, but I'm sure you're speaking to the (laughs) the many, many Cowboys fans that live across the United States that make themselves loud, that they want to believe you. (laughs) You want a team wilting, Johnny? the Bills last well, the Bills. so the Bills you know all the emotion around like the Bills and their long suffering yeah. fans and you know all that they've had to go through this, this year and it's snowing Cincinnati come over and it just didn't happen why would you explain this Sarah well I really did think in fairness to the Bills I just think that they're that they they emptied the tank mm. like I just don't think emotionally reserve wise mm. they had much left and I, you know I will say like Josh Allen is amazing. He's a tremendous quarterback. But he loved Brian Dayball, who was his offense coordinator last year, and they had a great report. Obviously, Dayball is good. He just won Coach of the Year for what he did with the Giants and getting hired there. So I think Allen wasn't quite as sharp as he had been a year ago. And then I just think, you know, you guys are probably aware, the city of Buffalo, even outside of the Bills and sports issues, went through a lot this year. They had a, a mass shooting and... They had a, a hellacious um, storm that that people died in, and then of course the you know the Demar Hamlin stuff. And I just think, I really think they did run out of gas. They were and, shots. And, and I, yeah, I just I, you know it was kind of hard to because really you guys watched that game like it was over early, didn't yeah. it feel over early? Mm-hmm. Like even though it wasn't like Cincinnati just came in and kind of put their foot down and said, here we are, like we're going to win this game. And and I just don't think Buffalo had the reserves left to overcome that in a way Tara I kind of expected that Buffalo were going to get going at some point but the longer Mm. that the game went on I felt like they're not going to actually get a sequence of points together here and it always felt like they were chasing and then when it got to the third quarter it just felt at that point it slipped too far away and in many ways just the fire kind of burned out yeah I agree and I think you know I actually would be higher on Buffalo again next year they have some personnel things it looks like to iron out and maybe just but but Buffalo to me is still 
like legit at the top of the NFL conversation, you know, largely because they have Josh Allen and um, I do think McDermott's a good head coach. So we'll see. But but I, I think this season was such an anomaly for them, given everything they went through. Were you surprised they didn't get Josh Allen to run with the ball a little bit more mm. during the match as well? Like I kind of felt like there was a lot of pressure on him to try and find passes at a time when it was very clear that the Bengals were shutting them down quite impressively. Right. And that's always the issue. And I'm sure that the one they're going to analyze, I think as the viewers, as the layperson, that's exactly what we wondered. You know, was there something we didn't see that uh, was happening? Was Alan trying to matador too much and do it on his own and, you know, wanted to play a little hero ball? Like, I don't know why it happened, but I would agree with you there. Yeah, we expected um, like in the Giants case, you know, Daniel Jones is a good runner, but you could see he tried and the Eagles were shutting it down. And so they had to go elsewhere. It seemed like Alan didn't do enough to try to exploit you know, one of his great, um, one of his great attributes. So Chiefs Bengals, I think maybe the, the the general synopsis will be that the winner um, might come from this, but we have this, mm. um, this whole, I, I mean, just the, the Mahomes situation, like how bad is the injury? I'm, I'm sort of yeah. come to kind of like, Watching this slightly from afar, we've two incredibly good quarterbacks here, but how reliant um, is this game on the well-being of Mahomes? Is essentially half running on one leg here. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an enormous factor. And it's, you know, you don't get crystal answers. You know that during the week. You're not, you know, we actually get probably in the U.S. covering sports more access mm. than anywhere else around the world when they cover sports. Like, he'll he'll face the cameras every day, as will um, Andy Reid, his coach, and there'll be cameras, you know, tracking him walking down from a podium at a press conference. They'll be at the very start of a practice. You know, we'll get plenty of reports, but I just don't, it's so hard to know. Like, is there any quarterback, if there is a quarterback in the NFL who can throw without having full pressure off his back foot, it's probably Pat Mahomes, right? He has an incredible arm. He has great mobility in the, in the sense of his entire body. He's, he's always done these crazy throws, sidearms and different mm. things and flicks and that. So maybe he overcomes it in other ways. But but, how much, how much, uh, sorry, is it, how much is it, is it, is it a big deal though, that like he's so, um, his mobility is hurt so much in the sense of his own running game to do little, yeah. little you know, so that, that takes that almost entirely out of the equation. It's a huge factor. To me, it's it's the biggest reason that, listen, Cincinnati has beaten them even when Mahomes is healthy. Right now, Cincinnati seems to have a little bit of their number and has beaten them in the last few meetings. Um, but I think the the ankle injury to Mahomes, to me, is the number one reason that I think Cincinnati can go in there and win because they're just not the same team with him hobbled even slightly because that is his game, right? That's his game. And it's what his magic comes from is all of that um, mobility and, and running around. So, so we'll yeah. see, but he seems, he seems a little off to me in terms mm. of just watching on the, you know, when, when they're showing him walking around. Gotta ask both of you, how good is Burrow? Yeah, he's really good. I was just, before I talk about Burrow, the coverage around Mahomes was incredible during the week. Right. So um, Ronan yeah. Mullen, formerly of Off the Ball, sent me on a, a tweet with basically the coverage around him walking off the podium after he yeah. made the comments during the week. So, like, he said very little. He said, look, hey, it's, it's AFC Championship week. I'm going to be fine. Right. Uh, don't worry, guys. Right. I'll be on the pitch of the weekend. <sighs> Those comments are totally forgotten about and people are looking to see, is he wincing as he walks off the podium? Yeah. We're all doctors when we're watching him. How bad is it? How bad is it? But yes, that's where, when we get that access, we take advantage. Before we talk Burrow, actually, where is this guy in terms of the all-time great quarterbacks, Mahomes? Well, it's so interesting because Burrow, I wouldn't ever say he gets lost, but 
He definitely, mm. he's not a quiet guy either, right? Like he mm. definitely with his cigars and this and that, you know, he has no problem showing his personality, but he definitely lags behind a little bit in that national conversation. And of course, Mahomes has won a Super Bowl and, um, and, and Burrow. But when I think about it, like his first season in the league ended prematurely towards, you know, he really injured his knee terribly. It came back very quickly, you know, was great to be back. And then in this first kind of full season was last year's Super Bowl appearance. And now here he's a game away again from the Super Bowl. And, uh, to me, he's a guy that that the rest of the team really rallies around. He's a great leader. He's a great, um, you know, multifaceted quarterback. I, I'm just a huge fan. I I personally can't say enough about Burrow. I think he's great. That's a challenge from Johnny. He needs to go to Arrowhead this time around, mm. face off against what's going to be a vociferous crowd last against year there, him. though. Yeah, he has the experience yeah. of doing it. To do that two seasons in a row and to go to two Super Bowls in a row, and particularly it doesn't happen all that often that you get a quarterback who leads his team, and like Burrow's very much the leader of the Bengals, that he brings them to a Super Bowl and then to get over that disappointment and come back 12 months later and mm-hmm. get to a Super Bowl again will be a remarkable achievement. I think that Cincinnati have been, along with the Eagles, who've been really impressive as well, Johnny, I think the Bengals have been excellent at the end of the regular season and into the playoffs and sometimes yeah. that form means a tremendous amount going in mm-hmm. I would have never thought that if Kansas were to have home field advantage going into a championship game that I think that the odds may well have slightly slipped today but they were underdogs yesterday now I'm not sure how much of that is people looking at Mahomes and whether he's fit and whether right. he might have to sit back in the pocket but the Bengals form has also earned them in many pundits eyes the fact they'd be narrow favourites going into an away game at Kansas which really really speaks about their form as well like I don't know how you feel Tara but if Mahomes is not 100% able to run around as he normally is he's still a wonderful passer that, that's a given I think like yeah. It's, yeah. but are they happy enough maybe to put a little bit of extra coverage out there and maybe force Mahomes to throw if he's feeling his leg well I mean those are the big questions and I think we'll probably get a sense of that early in the game to see you know what Mahomes is able to do or not to do so uh, you know it's 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 a constant chess match so that in, in theory that's what makes sense for the Bengals to try to do let's see you know let's see what what does he have what can he do can he move can he move at all or can we take advantage of that but um you know when Burrow has the ball you know to me that's he just I don't know he just reminds me like he's just so again I, calm is a word I like I guess it's something I admire in quarterbacks but um it, it just it just should be it just should be a great it should be a good game. Stupid, we'll stupid question, Terry. Yeah, it's com- like when pressure comes on, he stays composed. Stupid, really stupid question. So after we're two thirds of the way through the first quarter, Mahomes is not moving well at all. What happens? Are they like, okay, we have to make a call here? It within the game, yeah. Like they, in fact, I don't. know, You probably saw some of it. Like he was on the sidelines fighting his way to stay on the field, but they had to bring him back. They have to do an X-ray there because they can't let him keep playing if there's a broken mm. bone in there or something like that. So, so that was my impression. They take him back. They do the X-ray. They get the quick read. They retape it. You know, they make it as stable as possible, and then he, you know, he gets himself back out on the field. But, um, but yeah, they just they have to like the team had to effectively force him off the field. I think in that particular case, you're both edging towards Bengals. I think. I think so. Yeah. As of now, I, I, I am, think yeah. so. Mm. I loved the part of, and I'm sure you saw this too, but I loved how. Burrow, like, did you see the whole thing with the neutral site game, right? So if Buffalo had won, the game was going to be in a neutral site mm. because of not having finished that Bengals game. And they sold the tickets and everything, you know, and and the Bengals clearly, like, that's the kind of stuff I get a kick out of with yeah. Burrow. Like, he's obviously good on the field, but then they ask him after the game, what about the, you know, that neutral site? He's like, got to get the refunds going. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he just, I just, he just seems very in control of it all. Um, I, And and it's something that I, you know, I, I think it translates to how he plays 
on the field. And, it, you know, it's a kid who went through a lot in college and ended up winning a Heisman after not playing in one play. You know, he just he has kind of just to me uh, the good package for it all. But, for, yeah. you know, it's two more wins before he really stamps himself right but, to get a title. Great so. narratives we'll around the quarterbacks alone. I got to ask you before you go, Tara, um, my uh, my Jets linked with Rodgers, um, which would be suitable, you know, sign a has-been quarterback's been well done in the past. Was it Neil O'Donnell back in the day and so forth? I think and, he called yeah. him a, le- a legendary quarterback as opposed well, to... Brett yeah, he's, 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 he's done, but he's done. You know, this is why the Jets will be linked them. They've got problems with quarterback. Also, Tom Brady discussed. What's going to happen? Well, I, yeah, I think they're going to try to get Rodgers. It sure seems like that. But I just keep thinking of this past season with Denver, like, and going to get Russell Wilson. And we see it's just it's just very rare that that approach actually works. Mm. And it just, again, feels the Jets, to me, <laughs> like putting a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. You know, I just they, they screwed up so bad with the Zach Wilson pick. Um I, it just to me, it's not the answer. I covered those Brett Favre years. It wasn't the answer. Did you think um, Wilson would be a flop, or were you? Were you you're not surprised. Um, that's a great question. I don't think I saw it flopping to that extent. Right. No, I just. But it's very hard. It's very rare. You look. I was trying to think about that. I, I know Peyton Manning. I think and and Brady are the only two quarterbacks that have won a Super Bowl with two different teams. Like it is. It's just a. It's mm. a very difficult thing to do to make that shift late in the season to be honest it's why Geno Smith was such a great story in Seattle this mm. year because it was like no but you don't really see that very often finally I, Tom I Brady then the answer what happens Tom Where Brady uh, that's the big question as as he profanely said in a, a, a podcast if he effing knew he'd effing tell us already so <laughs> I don't think he's made up his mind um it won't be with the Bucks, obviously it's funny I think the Niners would have been the dream but obviously that's not going to happen at some point so um I, I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't, not the Jets. It wouldn't be that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm ready for him to retire. If he wants to keep playing, I, I would never object. But like, to me, like, I don't know what else he has to accomplish at this point. We didn't have F and Eddie on the show today, but we did have you, Tara. Thanks a million. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the games.